today what we're going to do is figure out who your ideal customers are because guaranteed if you're anything like me you have a million and one different customers in mind and you're using the traditional ways of honing in on who your ideal customer might be so we're going to spend time actually doing work today so let me get started on that first of all anytime you want to stop me stop me throw a question into the chat i'll look at it and i'll address it or just raise your hand and i'll bring you into the conversation so this is very much interactive but let me run through this just while we're here the first thing to keep in mind is people like me and and joel you're very familiar with this as well when you're talking about innovation to others maybe um we always say solve a problem rather than come up with some random innovation and then try and find the customer for it or a problem to solve with it i'm i'm kind of all over that however i'm also open to innovation accidentally happening sometimes or in other sectors and then coming and bring them into the health sector because it's okay we should let things run free sometimes but this is a different ball game that we're going to talk about oh i lost oh there you go joel's back this is a different ball game so the typically we say find out who has the problem that you want to solve find the solution for that ideal for that person and come up with problem solution fit these are terms of used in business and then product market fit as you grow it into a business but we're essentially ignoring a few things there the first one is hang on if i can make this work if you go to that person or that ideal customer are they actually going to get results and various things determine whether they're going to get results this is not what you do if you are like me, a public health physician that knows or a doctor or whatever, and you're providing health services to someone. The only thing that matters to you about whether or not someone's going to get results is whether the evidence tells you that whatever you're going to offer actually works. However, when it comes to a business, you've got to make sure that your client is also going to get results for various reasons. Number one, if they don't get results, they're gone. They're never going to talk about you. If anything, they're going to say negative things about you. If they don't get results, they may think it's your fault, but actually it may have been their fault. And so you need to factor in all the different reasons why they might not get results and find solutions for that. Either you offering them solutions or referring them on to other people that can solve those problems. However, to begin with, in any new business or anything new online, start with someone who's going to get results. Secondly, start with someone who's actually going to pay you. And I'll give you an example of who not to approach. <laughs> and then the third one is, will you actually enjoy working with them? I mean, you know me by now, I think that I'm all for doing things that actually make us enjoy this and have fun. Otherwise, just go get a job, honestly. If we have the opportunity to do this, let's choose people that we actually enjoy working with and say no to those that are just going to give you money and more pain rather than fun. It has to be fun. Um, so let me just move on. Just a quick example. When I started The Entrepreneur's Doctor 18 months ago, I, I still do this, but it's not my top priority. And here's why. Uh, I started going out, and Barbara's heard me do this uh, in my other previous group that I had. Um, I would go to people who are non-health professionals, typically, and they want to enter the health space. They're entrepreneurs, typically. Now, a few things that happened. First of all, they wouldn't act on the advice that I gave them or the information that I gave them. 
partly because they came in just looking for a business opportunity. They wouldn't come in looking for things that actually impact health. That's where my public health hats came on. And over time, I realized I need to speak to them with a business angle and a health angle, but still they're not going after the health angle, unfortunately. They just won't listen. And so time and again, they would either ignore me or they would go after the business opportunity, come out to market with a new product, a new service, and it wouldn't get adopted by the health sector for the same reasons that they wouldn't have without me anyway. Secondly, these entrepreneurs, they're savvy, they're business savvy. They won't pay you anything. They'll give you sweat equity, if you know what that means. So they'll expect you to help them. They'll give you 1% of their company. The company never sees the light of day and you've spent a lot of time doing nothing. And the third one is they're not in it all for the same reasons. And this is not stereotyping. It's just, for me, it's really important that I resonate with clients or customers that are in this for service. They really truly believe in what they have to offer. There's an evidence that what they have to offer works and they're in this to really solve a problem that they've personally felt, which is why you've seen me talk about patients and patientpreneurs and health professionals who've become patients themselves in various shapes and forms. So really it's important to highlight these kinds of features. People who are gonna get results, they're gonna act on the advice you give them, they're gonna pay for it, they're already demonstrating that they pay for it elsewhere and that you're gonna have fun working with them. So enough about me, you'll, you'll actually put this to use now and actually put this into action for your own work. So I'll share something that I was speaking with Lucy about just for a moment. What I'm about to share with you right now is one strategy. It's not the only strategy, by the way. So it's one strategy about where you begin with just to have you know, low hanging fruit, if that makes sense. Online business is hard. It's, e it's not easy at all. Getting to your first sale, it's very much like a startup, you know, to get product market fit, it gonna, it, sometimes it takes you years and you might get disheartened. You might get disillusioned along the way thinking I should have sold something in the first three months. What's going on? It takes a lot of time and trial and error before it's something that you create hits and people start trusting you. Um, and I've learned the hard way. So the next thing is you might have success in another product, but then you're coming out with a new product and you, it's a whole that you have to go through the steps again. If you've got a new audience like I have right now, as we speak, you have to co-create with that new audience again, as if you're a new startup, it doesn't matter. But this strategy of blue ocean strategy, you're probably aware of it, but just hear me out for a moment. I was talking to Lucy about this a moment ago. There's this, there's various aspects to Blue Ocean strategy. Do Google it. It's in Business Secrets 4, the one that just came out yesterday, I think it was, um, secret number four. But one of the aspects of Blue Ocean strategy is to look for not your hot audience, not those low hanging fruit, but those who are people who are not yet aware of the problem or your solution and they're not even looking for any other solution so that's your very cold audience and here's why so basically when you got low-hanging fruit these are people who are ready to buy they are already looking and maybe already paying for solutions elsewhere until they find you they are aware exactly of not only their problem but all the different competitors that you have they know the price points and so they're already fixed on a budget and they'll buy the cheapest often or the one that 
um, you know, hits them first, usually. So you've really got to work harder on those. They are low hanging fruit, but comes at this cost. And they are only 20% of your market. 80% are this cold audience that have yet to understand that they have a problem. So I'll just back up for a second. In secret number three of the seven secrets, we talk about what we use in um, health systems to come up and design health services. And it's called a health needs assessment, first of all. And the first point of health needs assessment is to understand health needs. And there's usually three types of needs. The first one is when someone has a need, but they don't even feel it yet and they don't even express it or they don't ask for help about it. They don't even know, that, like high blood pressure, not everyone feels it. It's not, there's no symptoms usually. Um, so it's that group that you're thinking about when it comes to a cold audience. Let's say you're talking about um, injury prevention or uh, mental health or obesity. Let's say they still don't know that they have the problem and they're not looking for solutions. If you can gradually warm them up to understanding and educating them about the problem, understanding the impacts that problem is having on them later in life now, but also their loved ones around them, and you're also educating them about causes and ways that they can modify it. When you then offer a solution, if you've demonstrated some immediate short wins, quick wins for them, they will come to you first. They haven't had a chance yet to look at competitors. So a blue ocean strategy of eliminating com competition is to also target those who are very cold and you bring them into a warm and a hot audience, if that makes sense. Any questions on that? Because I'm gonna put that to the side now but just be aware that what we're talking about today is the hot audience. Silences. Any questions that come? Oh, no, it was really <laughs> useful, but you're going to park it. So yeah, yeah. fascinating stuff. Joel, if you have a follow-up, feel free. Ask, ask away if you've got one question there. Well, no, no, I just, um, I just think it's really helpful to, to um, realize that 20, only 20% of your potential market is hot so it's like you've got a you can't only focus all your efforts on how to um to address that or else you're you're potentially missing out a lot so that that's just fascinating in itself that um up to 80 percent of your market don't even know what they <laughs> don't even know that they need what you offer and we're going to cover that on the third day mm -hmm. of the three-day training so your content marketing that will address the cold audience the the warm and the hot audience um, but on that note, what I'll do is park that to the side and now we'll get started with the exercise of today. So in a moment, I'm going to go on mute. I want you all to have a pen and paper and uh, you're going to have 12 minutes. I'm going to play some music for you. Uh, you can mute it if you hate it, but it gives me a timer, basically. Um, what I want you to do is take the top health problem that you want to solve and you enjoy talking about because that's what you're going to be doing when it comes to content marketing uh, over time take the top one that you really want to solve and answer each of these questions so first off who immediately recognizes the value of what you have to offer immediately you don't need to educate them they're not a cold audience they understand exactly what you have to offer and they're going to take it up if they can afford it secondly of those, so list all those people. So I just want you to, by the way, to just focus on one health problem and one solution that you're offering, nothing else. Um, 
who immediately recognizes that value? Secondly, of those, you might come up with four or five people who is irrationally passionate about that problem and solving it. So i.e. who of those five people that you found, let's say, is already going out and buying stuff that is solving that problem or something similar to that. Let's say it's someone who cares about learning about entrepreneurship. Who is already going out looking for other programs out there? Who is already buying short courses or MBA programs? Those are your people to be thinking about and targeting them. There's ways of targeting them when it comes to, to marketing. Thirdly, who is, as I said earlier, who is most likely to actually follow your advice? If what you have to offer, whether it's advice or it's a service, who is most likely to comply and use it so that they actually get results? And again, I won't go into that. That's critical if they're going to come back to you for more and they're also going to talk about you to others. All of that said, by the way, you don't have to guarantee anyone any results. You talk about guaranteeing that the process that you're offering them has been shown to work. That's the most important thing. But for them to get results, it's impacted by so many factors. So never guarantee someone results unless you can really guarantee them. Guarantee that if they follow this path and they've tried and tested it, they will eventually get results but it takes a long time, but never go into that territory of guaranteeing instant results because it's, it's dangerous territory. Um, number four is who is most likely to benefit from your offer right now? Who really has a pain that needs solving right now? Um, and then I'm, I could keep reading on this, but I'll keep reading through them really quickly. Number five, is this a large and a growing market or at least a stable market? So, People are now looking at COVID uh, for various solutions. I've heard this being pitched in many places. I hope that COVID is here as a stable condition now. And if anything, it's going to be like, I'm hoping. Um, but I wouldn't put out a business solving COVID right now because it's on on the, the you know declining end of the curve, you would hope. So think about your market size. Is it growing? Is it big enough? Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, number six is, are they easy to reach? You might look for a really awkward category of people that they're not easily searchable on Google or YouTube, or they're not easily searchable on social media. And that comes with how you target people in content marketing. And number seven, can they afford what you have to offer? That's an obvious, I think. And number eight, is again, are you going to enjoy working with them? Because some people are just annoying to work with. <laughs> so any questions on that before I give you 12 minutes of peace and quiet from my, my end? Um, so get started, guys. You have 12 minutes. I'm going to go on uh, mute.